Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the your company name here. Studios in Cape Coral, Florida. It's the What's in Your Head podcast with your host Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up? What's up? What's up? OG5. There's nothing like going live just to have your co-host send you a text message at the last minute to make you check your phone in the middle of your intro. But it's Tuesday. You could have totally checked that back. later. Hey, I could it could have been you saying, Hey, I can't hear nothing. I I have no producer. I gotta check it live. But anyhow, you know, it's interesting. Um, we were having problems with our soundboard a few weeks ago because for some reason it expired, even though when we moved the uh, studio here to um, my location, I was told to upgrade it because they no longer supported soundboard 39. So we were using Soundplant 50 with the key code, and for some reason it expired and I could not get it to work. But I found my original key code and registration name and i found the original install so we went back to sound plant 39 and look at that he did it again all our sound hurt someone's feelings so yet he didn't uh, want to do it i only had to roll yes, back four people are often people in trouble they may be mentally ill you know there's something Find to say you can help Right, yeah. Turn, can you stop the sound new york one new york <laughs> there's something to say about lifetime licensings well, actually, I was going to say, look at the, this is, we're giving you a peek, yet another peek behind the curtain of podcast on the cheap. Well, I mean, nowadays, everything's subscription-based. Your Microsoft Office, your antivirus, Stupid. your online backups, even now your fucking streaming, your television service. To have something that actually has a lifetime key code that still works, you can activate it six and seven and a half years after you purchased it, and they say, hey, good to go, as long as you continue to use that version of the software, we don't give a shit. It's so refreshing in a modern day. Uh, can we talk old? So we had an interesting weekend. Yeah. Don learned uh, learned a few things, I think. What did I about learn? About downloading the new um, Warzone 2. You know, old you IT. You started off grumpy. Let's keep going. Old IT guy problems. These new websites, these new fangled websites... These young designers, these dipshits who are making these websites, not like your Facebooks or your MySpace, but like service provider sites where you have to go and track software and, and manage things and, and launch things and add things and, and do things, they make them so unintuitive. I mean, I'm not a computer novice. I've been doing IT work for 18 years. I've designed some websites. I host multiple websites and all that. But it's like every other day I'm logging into these new platforms and they are so unuser friendly. Like shit isn't where you expect shit to be. And you I don't have know. to watch a tutorial on YouTube for everything these days. I know, but it's like I don't know if the problem is I'm getting too old that I don't understand the newfangled ways, or if the new crew are getting so dumb that they had to dumb down the websites, and so dumb websites don't make sense to smart people. I'm not sure which one. I don't know which one it is. Because even my boss, we're we're looking at this shit, we're like the option, the features we're looking for, and this is a guy who worked for Intuit. This guy is a SQL database manager who launched TurboTax online. That's how he got his start. He's by no means a computer novice. And he and I both look at these websites like, who is designing this bullshit? It makes no sense. See, no people are designing these fucking things, apparently. And I, and I truly think, and, and Dad and I used to see this back at that computer when you know we would install these routers, just home-based routers and that. They went from being where you would have to log in as an admin and, and go through and manually configure things to the 
wizard. And like we found, the more user friendly they try to make shit, the harder it is to use, and the worse it is to configure. And let me uh, let me throw out my thoughts. I'm not an IT guy, but but you use computers thing, on a regular. But I use computers on a regular, and I'm wondering if some of it it has to go back to security. And they're overdoing it, or they're not doing it in a in a user friendly way. Because it seems like it's not just the, these websites that are user not friendly. It's almost everything. Well, it's not even the two FA because you know it's funny. We we get. Our I like the two FA. I, I swear <laughs> by it because every time I f up my password, it just comes on my phone. It's so funny because like your clients like you mean I have to launch an app on my phone every morning I log into my computer. Yeah, authenticator. I'm like, yeah. You know how cumbersome. Hold on. You know how cumbersome that is. Yeah, I do because I log in Authy about 330 times a day because every time I log in this different tenants, Office 365, I got to authenticate. Every time I log into this, I got I literally am launching. I have Authy on my phone and on both my computers. I'm in it 300 times a day. Every time I work on a new client shit, I got to authenticate. So don't cry to me that you got to run it one time in the morning. I don't even have to run my authenticator once in the morning. I only have to run it if... Uh there's been a major update. Exactly. You only have to run it when the first time a device registers, but because I'm logging into people's stuff so many times, I'm doing it from private browsers so it don't save because for security, you should not be saving you your passwords in Google. You can blame the hackers for having to make this But it's not, it's not even the 2FA. It's literally just the, the layout of the stuff. Absolutely. A, a perfect example. Who, who can we give credit for popularizing and uh, the wide proliferation of spell check? Probably Microsoft Word. And on a Microsoft Word document going back to the 1980s, how do you spell check a word? How do you make sure a word is spelled correctly? Well, I, and I think it's been this way since then, is you actually set up automatic spell check so it identifies your bad words and bad grammar. Correct. And it'll put the red squiggly. And then how do you correct? How do you get the defined? How do you get the suggested word for your bad spelling? Well, you click on that word. Do or you, you right go up click and you or hit, do you left um, click? Or you hit uh, under tools. Sometimes it's under review. Most people just right click on it, and it got it has the suggestions. It's always been right yes. click forever. It's funny you're saying that because I've copied and pasted from the AP today on stories, and you should see how many squiggly red lines there are. Well, that's because Microsoft Outlook online. You have to left click. Hey fuckers, you guys designed this shit. You've been proliferating right click to get the definition, you know, the suggested correct spelling. Now all of a sudden, twenty twenty three, you're gonna make a left click on the online version of Outlook. Let me say that same thing with Open Office because I am doing documents on the cheap. No, nope, it's right click on that one. Um, exactly, it's right click everywhere except for all, uh, Microsoft. Hey, we got changed. We're gonna up. throw a bucket of monkey wrenches in your path after you got used to doing this for decades. All you poor bastards who don't want to pay Outlandish for. Outlook application, you're going to use the online free shit, fine, but we're going to make you left click instead of right click to, to spell check, just to stick it to you. Just to, It's like, I don't get it. It's like, why change it? They, they're changing shit to just for the purpose of changing it, it seems like. I don't it's, know. But anyhow. It is to give somebody a job, apparently. <laughs> well, apparently there's a hey, lot. Hey, your job is the guy who fucks up everything everybody's gotten used to over two decades. <laughs> That's extra loud. Got to get our levels back here. But it's just, I don't know. It's just, makes you want to turn my head in a fucking wall. And the other problem we noticed, too, is a lot of these apps are trying to design their websites to make it look like Apple products. 
and Apple products are just a clusterfuck to begin with. Which, by the way, you guys might want to get your Christmas shopping done soon if your kids are wanting iPhones because all the riots in China started at the Foxconn plant. I don't think any phones are getting made anytime soon. Well, it's because it was shut down, so it wasn't getting made anyway. That's the whole point. Well, they I heard it was shut, shut down eight cities, I think. Well, I heard it first started, uh, protests started before it was their claiming COVID. It was actually because of not getting high enough raises for the. Oh, yes. I did read that. Yeah, I think so it, it actually ago. started as a kind of a, a, you know, a poor, oppressed Chinese version of a union strike. And then. it's. I tell you, it's nice seeing these people stand, Chinese Iran, citizens stand Iranians. up to the authoritarian government right now. Yeah, these people who live in these over oppressive Muslim countries are standing up. You people the, that. The poor Iranian soccer players. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. The, they're, well. They didn't sing the national anthem on the first game. Second game, they reluctantly sang it because word came. The word on the street is they were basically said. Squad. No, they're families. Muslims don't uh, go after you. They go after your family, especially well, if you have skill. Well, did you also read that in the construction of that, I believe it's there, or is it in Qatar? Qatar. Um, hey, yeah. Uh, spelled like Qatar, uh, like four to 500 people died building the new stuff. Well, not only that, soccer. but they're like, hey, we want Budweiser's money. Budweiser, come sponsor this. Come, Oh, we're not serving. No, we're, we're not serving Pierce Budweiser. This is going to have to be sponsored by Big Burka. Yeah, right. So anyhow. Um, Affiliated with Big Mask. Did we have an episode after Thanksgiving? Or yeah, is this our first episode no, back? this is it, man. Thanksgiving was this last weekend. <sighs> I love TikTok. When did, when did grown-ass adults become such rule following pussies <laughs> well you, you can't you really shouldn't be filming tiktoks while you're driving dude i'm in a car with fucking blindside detectors crash zones airbags when i was a kid we used to light cigarettes while shifting our fucking s10 with how a Big is Mac this any different than you looking in the rear view mirror to talk to the kid in the back seat you know what's more dangerous than somebody holding up a phone and driving you've seen them the asshole who's looking at the guy holding up the phone and driving no, the, these guys are old school, but they're still around. The eye contact talkers. Guys who got to look who are. Oh, to God, it. yeah. Who were the fucking eye contact talkers? How many times did Lisa almost run the car off the road when she was driving? Or the hand talkers. Oh, yeah. Those if are you're your a Italians. fucking eye contact slash hand talker, forget about it. Forget about it. But that's not even my point. So I. As last year, the year before, Dad even was singing the praises for the first time he went. He went with us this year. Carrie's brother, Matt, his in-laws are like expert turkey deep fryers. They're like deep oh fry connoisseurs. They even took, deep frying a turkey could cause problems online. They took their turkey deep fryer to Tennessee two years ago when they went. Now, Tennessee. this guy uses the same Tennessee. lobster pot every year. Roughly mm-hmm. the same size turkey because they deep fry one and they oven bake the other. Go traditional plus a ham. And at some point, he figured out the buoyancy. He knows exactly how and what the ratio is weight to oil to pot. He's never caught a fire. He's never overflowed a pot. He's never flamed up anything. It's fucking pro. And so you see all these nightmare TikToks, people fucking dumping water in there because they're retards or they're boiling the shit in their fucking kitchen and burning their house down. People just don't do the math. They just, oh, we'll pour vegetable oil in it, crank it up and drop the turkey in it and see what happens. And, you know, part of that is just common sense. How much cooking have you done in your life? Well, our generation, who our first jobs were working at Wendy's, McDonald's, fucking Arby's, you name it, we've all... What happened when you dropped the chicken into the grease? Not only that, but we've all... We all had the job of the horrible 
the worst job ever in a fast. I would rather clean a toothbrush with a. I mean, clean a to- women's bathroom with a toothbrush. You're talking and be- about filtering out a deep fryer and oh, clean it. Yes, that is the. Hey, Gordon, it's that time. It's been two and a half months. <laughs> really? I thought we were supposed to do it every two you, weeks. We actually at McDonald's, and this is the first place, because that was my first job. We would have a crew that came in every night, and that's what they did. Not at Wendy's. They, they were, we, we called them maintenance, and they handled all the heavy cleaning of that kind of shit. We had a stainless steel, basically, bucket on casters. It was square. And I remember you'd roll it under, and then they have a giant filter you would put under the, mm-hmm. the spout open that nasty shit, all, everything would fall down, the filter would catch the french fries, and you'd have to take the spatula and scrape everything off the bottom, do that to all four of them. And if it's running through in the hose, after it's filtering through the bottom, you use a fresh oil to kind of push all the oh, bad shit back down. The the, the, the Wendy's I worked at didn't have a recirculator. It was you dumped the, the it. The McDonald's I did, did, and that's back when they still used lard. Yeah, you or, I'm dumped sorry, it. they used beef tallow. You scraped it, you dumped it in the dumpster, and you poured all new... Worse than the deep fryer was your beloved Honeywell, the chicken fryer. That fucker was. Oh, even the worse. Henny Penny. Yeah, the Henny Penny. That was worse. That is a a pressure cooker chicken fryer. But anyhow, I, I digress deeply. What I was getting to is so these Which people is also used by Chick Fil A. Outside, boiler is on a piece of plywood. I'm standing there with a box to keep the wind down, so we have consistent heat. You saw the video. Nothing spectacular. Just properly professionally, slowly, protectively with a Very slowly. Very slowly. With the, oh, if I got to get the fuck out of here, I'm getting the fuck out of here stance. With it being on a, actually, (laughs) I didn't get it on video because I was trying up my phone. Eddie told him, (laughs) I don't know if it's because their son-in-law is is a sneakerhead. I don't know if it's a, a Cuban thing, but the first thing he said is, hey, watch your shoes. <laughs> so he actually said more annoying the sneakerheads, by the way. He stepped back so that he wouldn't get grease on his shoes. It wasn't for safety. He, it, he was told, hey, watch your shoes. And so as he was learning, he had on a stainless steel hook in case shit went awry. So slowly lowered it, said, hey, there's the turkey plunge, posted it, forgot about it. Four hours later, it's 23,000 views. Then the comments came in. You know, oh yeah. Well, the responsible the thing for? to do is to turn the fire off. Responsible thing to do is you shut the fuck up. Turn the fire off. And here's what I love: the guy said in the same comment, "You should turn the fire off, and you're low on oil." <laughs> um, hey, dickhead! When we finish the plunge, you can see that the water there's maybe a half an inch sticking out. But as anybody knows, that half inch will get cooked from the fucking heat once you put the lid on it. And by the way. Maybe the flames are up because we know there's not enough oil to overflow if you don't have enough oil. And the key is, too, that turkey was actually sitting out on the counter drying when we got there. It was out there for quite a bit. The yeah, key, they probably patted it down and let it dry. You can't get the water out of it. Yeah, and it's been fucking dethawing for probably, it probably hasn't ha- been frozen since the day. So they got if it dethaws, it refreezes? Yes, it, it refreezes. And, and then it gets the reverse ice on it. And that's like, there's one video. You see this guy had a pan full of water. He dumps it in. Pfft, he's stupid. Water and grease don't mix. But anyhow, I just love the, so Never many. Never put a water on a grease fire. Didn't anybody ever teach you so that many of these people It like, relates to grease. You should turn to water fire. Water and oil don't mix. Some people are like, hey, professional, this is fantastic. I can't you know believe, what? I can't believe no one died. Everybody else like, you really need to turn the fire off. It's like, shut up, pussy. Be quiet and then let the people who are supposed to be eliminated from the gene pool via via Darwinism take themselves out. Yep. 
Once again, this guy, five years experience. He's never overflowed a drop. You can't protect them all. Sorry. They don't all need to be protected from themselves either. Sorry. A little rough, a little controversial, but maybe they should have just been awake a little bit more. These are the same people. They're the reason. And I said this on Stan and Haney. Got the wrong mouse. These are the pe- same reason we have warning symbols about bucket babies oh, under buckets from Lowe's. Story I got to go in again. out of Florida you Cause may have trouble. already heard of later. Hurt someone's feelings. Yet he didn't want to do it. Yes, yes troublesome it people are often people in trouble. They it's may 2023. Be do we still need baby disclaimers on buckets? No, it's getting worse. Worse, he says. I think it's getting worse. I think people are getting dumber and less aware. All they know is what's on the screen in front of them. They Mm -hmm. don't realize real consequences. That's why we see things like shootings going up partially besides mental health. And the fact Uh, that we devalue life. We've covered that last week. We devalue life. And they'll blame it on games we like to play. Mm -hmm. And this rolls perfectly into this week's lesson of the week. And now for the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. This fucking hit me because I'd be looking at Greta Thunberg and I'd be like, why the fuck are we listening to a fucking kid about anything? Right. Right? It drove me crazy. And then I go, holy fuck. They're making kids make all the points because you can't tell kids to shut the fuck up or you're an asshole. This fucking hit me because I'd be looking at Greta Thunberg and I'd be like, why the fuck are we listening to a fucking kid? And this has been the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. I can never understood how she got propped up and became the figure that she was. Because Don, it's the wisdom of children. <sighs> really, it's actually called uh, something else. Gordon, you got a tat. Well, no, never mind. That won't work. Well, with the exception what? of the Buddhist, <laughs> I was going to say you got a tattoo on your arm of a mountain and some, you know, Buddhist shit. Actually, that would be my ankle. With the exception of the Buddhist. Yes, folks, Don does not visit me very often. We don't see each other much. With the exception <laughs> of the Buddhist, how many cultures, folklores revolve around wise children? Just There's the Buddhist. None. Be- well, even the Buddhist, it wasn't a wise child. The golden child, the whole young thing. Huh? You know. Don't think the golden child. child. That was a fucking movie. That was a documentary, and you know damn well that was all 100% true. But seriously, I mean, every Native American, it's the oldest people in the village who are the wise because wisdom comes with age. Yes. Naivety comes with being young. You can go to any third world country, any rainforest, anywhere. Wisdom, it's it's the old folk. Only in our country are we enough to look down on our old folk. Bear with me here. I think wisdom from children is like listening to a stoner expand on his thoughts on something with one caveat the most wise except for joe rogan because he's actually a little more the wisest thing was ever told to me by a stoner and i quote mr scott when you relay information to the person that you got it from you were officially burnt <laughs> and that guy was probably officially burnt. Yeah, he worked with me at Wendy's. Scott, you know Scott. Is he a manager? No. How old was he? He was friends with Ethan. Oh, he's a kid. Yeah, we're all high school kids. It's not like 
We, we all said dumb, dumb things when we were young. Well, I was going to understand about. I was getting ready to say, if you're you know if you're working at a fast food restaurant as an adult, but then I realize it's 2023 and you got people demanding seventeen dollars an hour because after all, how can you support a family working at McDonald's if you're not making seventeen dollars an hour? I the more places I go. The more I just see bad fucking attitudes, and I don't want to be fucking here written on faces. You should not be in front of people that way in the public. It's just, but I'm sure I'm, that's just old thinking. They need to just pay them more. And well, you notice how much more expensive shit's getting? Yeah. Pay them more. It's going to get more expensive. And guess what? They'll be back to where they were or less. You know, I, we all will, especially middle class. We're the ones who's going to take the be- taking a beating on this more than anybody else. I think about a year ago or so, we were talking about this. And, and I said, you know, the person I feel sorry for is the guy who's been working at that company for 15 years and made his mm-hmm. way up to $15 an hour. And now the guy who started last week's making $15 an hour. Or 22 I know someone that's basically happening to who lives in Kentucky. Has he got a red swing line stapler and big glasses? No, he he has a couple of Jeeps and some French Bulldogs. No, but I bet you he feels that way. Yeah, because he'd been working at this place for years, worked his way up, basically damn near managerial position, making X amount of money. And now because of these new demands for minimum wages, like, oh, so the, the guy who walks in makes $2 less an hour than I do, but you don't give me a bump. And, and it's well, true. sir, we're not supposed to be discussing wages amongst each other here. Well, so it's you should not, know that. Well, when it's in the newspaper for now, hiring at yeah. blah 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 blah. I mean, I'd be I like, would be like, look, I'm right, or that, or I'm out. Yeah, you but know? it happens everywhere. They never give the old guy, you know, like kind of like when I was. And working he's not at, even old. Kind of like when I was working at Horton, you know, at that time I was making a twelve dollars an hour. It was like staggering. It was like the most money I ever made. And I'm sure there's guys. Especially the overtime hours. I, I guarantee there's guys who've been working for 15 years who worked their way up to $15, you know, $13, 14 Because when they started, it was probably $5 an hour minimum wage. And, then and they, that's why unions were formed. Yeah. Shit like that is one of many reasons. Yeah. You know? well, let's just hope the un- the fucking rail work, railroad unions don't go on strike or we're really going to be getting kicked in the dick. Yeah. Believe me, uh, it's a concern. I mean, it's already a mess trying to explain to clients that things are take going to take you a year to get a panel or a generator. You uh, know, I was saying it tonight because you and I, we've been doing our 60 push, sixty day push-up challenge. Thank God. Like I tell you, the last few days have been the hardest. Have you noticed, I'm looking like, forward to the end of tomorrow. Have you ever noticed like push-up one is halfway and then number two, you go all the way down. It's like that very first one is just the hardest. And, I'll guarantee, and I'm sure some of mine are pretty sloppy, especially near the end of the day. But the fact that we're doing it, and it's funny. I can I tell the difference. Clown- I can tell the difference. My arms are getting bigger. My tits are getting a little bigger. But um, And I also noticed if you try to push them out quicker, it's a little easier. But yeah. Yes, it is. And breathe right. So I have a new challenge. But it's not going to be equal because it's, it would be an unfair advantage. Actually, you know it's not equal between us right now because we're both pushing up different body weight. Yes. You know how much? So it's about 75%, right? But hypothetically... I'm pushing up 202 plus pounds. Yeah, but I guess hypothetically, they always say you should be able to push your own body weight. Oh, yeah. Just like, oh, you know, I can bench press fucking 200. If I was cut and I could push this weight. I can bench press 300 pounds. Well, Dick, you weigh 475. So, yeah. (laughs) But anyhow, um, so we're talking about doing 30. I go down until my belly hits the ground. We're talking about doing what, 20 every other day or 30 every other day? 30 every other day. 30 every other day. Just to chill and reset. I've got to work on this shoulder. So, Are you still doing your walks at lunch? I'm still doing my walks. I'm still doing chest day, leg day, and arm day. What is your current monthly average on mileage? 
I can give you that real quick. You will have to uh, bear with me again. I'm doing. If you and this is probably on the low end because I'm not counting my dog walks, which travel, just about every day. Exactly, but anyhow, 225 miles a month. Really? Yes. Well, shit. There goes my suggestion of having you run five miles a month. Oh, I cannot run. Well, I'm not saying you had to do them, you know, you could run a half a mile a day. No, literally, my knees and ankles are shot. No. Because I'm trying to get back into running. I was going to try to get, you know, I I, I used to do 12 miles a week. You get a guy who's pushing 290 to fucking run that far? Yep. So we're going to do 30 every other day. I don't care how cut he is. He ain't running that far. We're going to do 30 (laughs) every other day for December, and then we're going to try, I guess we'll revisit the thought of 100 We will have to revisit it because... uh, I've been having some muscle twisting in my gut again. Uh, and I think it's from the rupture from years ago when I was doing uh, weight lift weights, you know, the crunch weights. Yeah. I'm it l- feels the same. <laughs> I was losing, I'm losing use of my arms. Like I had to get the Christmas tree out of the attic yesterday. I was like, dad, come here. <laughs> I said, I can't hold this. My arms are shot. Did he give you shit? <laughs> so he helped me carry it in. Cause like literally my arms from doing, I'm telling I you. Think- 60, 60 push-ups and, is easy. And, 60 yeah. push-ups for 30 days is not fucking easy. I mean, well, you then do you throw, Then you actually throw three three to four days of the gym on top of it. Yeah, I'm going to the gym on doing, Thursday. And now, I was it amended workouts? Slightly, but I'm still doing uh, biceps, tries, uh, bench press. So on Fridays, I do, you know, 60 fucking pounds starting at, see, what's that? 135 plus 25 plus 25. That's 185. And then I work my way backwards, you know. On Fridays, it's uh, those Fridays are tough. Thank God I don't have any more in front of me right now. <clears throat> yeah, my uh, my elbows and <laughs> funny. So at work, uh, lunchtime comes. I do. I bust out twenty push-ups in the room that we don't use. <laughs> do they see you doing it? So I went and did push-ups, and then I, because we live, we work in a small studio because there's only three of us. And then I went to the bathroom and came out. And Josh's like. Man, I heard you huffing and puffing. I thought you were in the bathroom trying to take a shit. Then I realized you're in there doing your push-ups. <laughs> well, occasionally when I take a shit, it's the same way. <laughs> but no, I was like, no, man, I'm doing my push-ups. But yeah, he's like, no, I heard. I thought you were in the bathroom breathing out like that, trying to take a shit. So no, I did the push-ups and then I went to the bathroom. But uh, yeah, so we'll re- we'll revisit that. Um, it's holiday time, you know. We briefly talked about Thanksgiving. So anyhow, we went to uh, Matt's in-laws. Did the, the we had two turkeys, a ham. I I I got I got put on turkey duty. We have two turkeys. Me and another gentleman got put on turkey duty. And as I said before, I learned how to cut turkeys by all the rotisserie chickens from Publix that I cut up to make uh, tacos. Just a larger chicken. Uh, but good time on all. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. I actually didn't cook much this year. Uh, we did have an interesting changing what we were supposed to bring we're supposed we were to bring green beans and sweet potatoes so we brought no we brought uh sweet potatoes but and homemade stuffing when we no went to the beans. store to look for green beans they were out of the fresh green beans so we brought asparagus nice asparagus casserole made the same way nope asparagus with some um hollandaise on the side for Ooh. those who would like to use it um somehow no lie, no bullshit. I've even documented the last two years. Christmas and Thanksgiving both. Every year, every time, I find myself standing in Dollar General because <laughs> it's the only place open on the holidays looking for something that was forgotten on the previous day's 
shopping trip. This year's mm-hmm. the same thing. We're out of tinfoil. So, uh, but you were making yeah. a lot of hats, weren't you? Yeah. But um, this brings up another good thought I had tonight. I got a question for you. Do you believe there's a difference in the fact, in the two sayings that I can cook? Uh, let me rephrase that. I know how to cook and I know how to make dinner. Would you say there's yes. clearly two? Because I was thinking about this, and I always have these weird make-believe situations in my head. I was in there tonight. Did you, did you notice I was listening through you to, to you through my mic? Yep. I saw that. <laughs> Carrie was at yes. PT, and so I had to make spaghetti, and so I was chopping up some fresh garlic cloves and, and slicing and dicing and this and that. And I had this weird situation pop in my head where somebody walks in the kitchen like oh you know how to cook and i was like no i don't know how to cook but i know how to make dinner and there's a clear difference between knowing how to cook and knowing how to make dinner my opinion on that is knowing how to cook is basically getting a lot of the prefab shit and jarred shit and throwing it in there and and going and and i'm sorry that's knowing how to make i was gonna say that's the exact opposite knowing how to cook is actually knowing how to prep it up how, how to Get all the ingredients together to make things fresh instead of using set jar. Yeah. And, like, uh, and it actually tastes good. Knowing how to make dinner, there's 15, 20 things you've gotten good at making. Knowing how to yeah, cook I can is, throw this in the microwave. Knowing how to Turn cook is to have someone Energy. hand you a bunch of fresh ingredients. Like, okay, I'm going to make smoked salmon with fucking risotto and fucking chickpeas from Southeast Asia and this and this. Mix it with this wine and make all this. I've gone to five I, stores to find all my fresh yeah. ingredients. My cousin... He knows how to cook. I know how to make dinner. I think Gordon's probably somewhere in between. Uh, I did work in restaurants for a yeah. very long time, so I like to think I know how to cook. Yeah, so I would like to know how to cook. I've gotten better at cooking, and, I, and a shout-out to the horrible people over at uh, Fresh Plate or Every Plate or Every Meal or whatever it was, because as you guys know, through three-quarters of 2020 during a pandemic, we were getting one of those fresh food boxes in the mail until we had to cancel it after the fifth time our fucking chicken leak deliver our produce or their missing main ingredients. But um, that is kind of where you can kind of learn how to expand your knowing how to make dinner horizons. I don't think you're You see how, how things are put together from a prep standpoint. Yeah, that's why I learned. My problem that's is, where I learned. is I'm always in a fucking hurry. Yeah. So I don't take the time to do it properly. I actually literally prep and cook at the same time a lot of time just to get it done. And wash dishes at the same time, too. Yep. Um, multitask. And, well, that's also where you learn that the shit's really not that hard. Like, oh, if I were to just take sour cream, put a little bit of water, put some lime zest and squeeze lime in it, I had the perfect sour cream for my fucking Mexican food. Actually, I'm going to stop you. You know how you tell the difference between somebody who knows how to cook? And somebody who knows how to make dinner. Don't say knife handling skills because I got decent knife, knife handling, handling skills. skills, but I still can't cook. <laughs> like this. You grip yeah. it like this and you cut like this so you don't cut the piggies off. Yeah, but I still can't. And then can't. you grab the knife handle and just these hands are kind of rested right, the blade's right there at the hilt. Yeah, I got right knife handling it. skills, but I still can't properly cut an onion into the beautiful little cubes. And I still bastardize oh, yeah. that cut shit. Cut it in half and you slice it one way and then you slice it the other. I can, s- I can sliver a nice fresh garlic clove, but you know. I can handle a knife. I just still can't cook. So I would like to learn how to cook, but I'm getting good at making dinner. My tacos are excellent. My I drive Katina nuts every time I see her handle a knife. I said, you're going to lose a fucking finger. Yep. Stop it. Oh, okay. Speaking of holidays, 
We haven't done a mm-hmm. top 10 list or top 13 list in a while, so we're going to do one real quick, and we'll keep it quick and straight to the point. This is Reader's Digest, 12 surprisingly, oh, no, sorry, wrong story. Here we go. This is from a veritable radio website. This is random holidays that you didn't know existed. Mm, let's see if they're even real holidays. Yeah, no, I went through a few of those. One of my, I questioned when they, it was, <laughs> I almost need to play this ahead of time. Hold on. Um, yeah. Oh, let me check the volume. I don't want to blow here. Yep. Hi, my name is Tom McDonald. Welcome to the show. If you are easily offended, then you probably should go. So I was Googling. It's, I was actually trying to do show prep tonight. Uh, I was Googling the phrases of like national holidays that never took off or national holidays that failed. And I came across this one and I'm reading it and it's written with a straight face, but I'm like, this can't possibly be real. And I Googled it and I Googled it and I couldn't find anything. This website claimed... It only lasted for like a year. This is horrible. It was the um, Rosa Parks consume a bus by a piece throughout the week. And the whole shtick was that they would sell little plastic. Say that one more time clearly and slow enough. It was like the Rosa Parks eat a bus by the piece through a week celebration. The Rosa Parks eat a bus by the piece, sort of like Johnny Cash, one piece at a time in a week. And they had this whole big definition. I think I think, I think, just the name of it was too long. Well, and, and according to this website, the whole concept was is they teamed up with some plastic bus manufacturing, like little model buses, and they uh, allegedly made safe-to-eat plastic bus parts, and the whole thing was you're supposed to consume them, some nonsense. It's called margarine. And... And I'm like, this can't possibly be real. And this website, like, it it tried to look like it was wasn't like it wasn't a clickbait site that had three thousand fucking you know advertisements all over. I'm like, this website I'm reading here, it was like you know it looked like a. And I'm like, this is, and I Google, I'm like, no, I'm not going with this one because there's just no. If I could find at least one other website referring to this failed holiday, but anyhow, um. This is an interesting one. Number one, September 26th, National Situational Awareness Day. I think yeah, that, that might, be every day. I was going to say, I think that might actually work. How can people who invented Situational Awareness Day not have the Situational Awareness to realize how dumb this freaking day is? I don't know. Uh, number two, October 15th, National White Cane Safety Day. According to this editorial website, AKA, don't you say white cane? Yeah. Just making sure my hearing isn't gone. As AKA bad as don't thought. kick a blind guy day. So basically it was oh, okay. a, bl- uh, you know, national awareness for, you know, uh, the seeing impaired walking down the street day. Yeah. It may have been about a line of booger sugar. October 13th, no bra day. I'm sure we wouldn't. I'm good that. with that one. Yep. October 18th, bra day USA. So I guess, I guess. Not good with that one. After you eh, take it off for a few days and things start to sag, we want to encourage them to quickly put them back on. Uh, September 28th, national drink of beer day. All these are in September for some reason. September 29th, National Coffee Day. I guess after uh, drinking beer all day, you're going to have to have coffee the next day to wake yourself up. But like my dad said, you never give a drunk coffee because it doesn't sober him up. You just got a hyper drunk. No, but the actual thought behind that is it slows them down enough that they can come down. 
October fourth. The time that it takes to drink the coffee. National Walk to School Day. I'm sure this was thought up by some politician trying to figure. Out. This is the same people came up with the play sixty that the NFL got behind because our kids are so fat and so lazy. We had to have athletes encourage them to go outside for at least sixty minutes a day. Sad, really. October fifth, National Do Something Nice Day. October eighteenth, National No Beard Day. Clearly, the Do Something Nice Day never took off. Yeah. October 6th, they, so it was at October 5th, National Do Something Nice Day, October 6th, Fuck Everyone Day. October 18th, National No Beard Day. No beard? Yeah, which makes no sense because once you shave it off, because, the following, yeah, the following be like three National weeks will be no, beard month. Oh, National Grow It Back Day. Um, Got some miracle grow, watch how this works. October 9th, National Pro-Life Cupcake Day. Okay, because nothing says, you know, save a life like cupcakes. Yeah. Here's, here's some diabetes for you. Yeah. October, here's the paper, though. The paper doesn't give you diabetes. October 11th, National Stop Bullying Day. I thought every day in this country was no bullying day. I think we need to get back to bullying day. I think we need to straighten some people out. Well, bullying in face-to-face versus online, for sure. October 29th is National Every Day, which is National Hermit Day. Yeah, especially in 19 or 20 and 21. Mm-hmm. Those people in China have been locked down like for 100 days. They're oh, even yeah. saying some it's, of them are being welded into their fucking apartment buildings. And that's the other thing. Apartment kind of fire. Do they know something down. about this disease nobody else knows? And that's why Yeah, they realized they fucked up. And it, it, when it leaked out, it leaked all over their place first. Um, are we all going to become as. October 12th, National Free Thought Day. We definitely need to encourage that. Because we have a large, tremendous... And no, what we see on the very woke left is not free thought. It's the actual opposite. Yeah. So those are some lame um, lame holidays that you didn't know were holidays. Volume check. Yep, good thing I checked. Yep. And now, this week's list of common words or phrases that are no longer acceptable in woke society. As for, per, as mentioned previously from Reader's Digest, these are 13 words that you should no longer say. And you might be surprised by this, some of these, because you're thinking some of them, you know, you probably think off the top of your head, I got a list of words you can't say today because we're woke. But some of these might actually surprise you. Uh, for some reason, number one doesn't have a word. Um, so I guess this is the top 12 list. It is the wordless word. We're going to start at number two. It was so bad they couldn't even print it. Yeah. So it says number one of 13, and then it starts at number two. Uh, so this is the top 12 offensive words you should no longer say. This, to me, is more of a phrase. We're going to say the words and phrases. Basket case. What the hell's wrong with basket case? Good thing well, you I mean, We do have a close... Even though the 1980s John Hughes classic Breakfast Club uses the phrase basket case to describe Ali Sheedy's social outcast character, the term actually comes from World War I slang. It refers to soldiers who were so seriously injured you could fit them in a basket. That's completely wrong. That's bullshit. So think twice before you toss this uncompensated term around. Speaking of updating your general lexicon, you should too, Reader's Digest. Where the phrase comes from is yes, Basket case does come from World War One, and perhaps it was misused saying that you could fit people in a basket, but where it actually technically comes from, one of the first ways to try to combat PTSD, or as they called it back then, shell shock, 
they would actually take guys who were affected badly by shell shock and literally. Please don't tell me they sent them the longer burger to make baskets. Yes, they actually gave them oh, arts and craft activities where they would go outside, sit in the sun, and weave wicker baskets to occupy their thoughts and their hands. And they thought it was, you know, because obviously we didn't have TVs and shit back in World War One, and so it was devil's hands, idle idle hands, the devil's playground. These guys, you know, dexterity it helped them with the shaking, and so. The original one that I heard, and I've actually seen video footage of guys at a psych ward weaving baskets. So, readers digest shame on you for spreading misinformation. So, with that in mind, take the rest of these with a grain of salt. <laughs> you think a nice publication like the Reader's Digest that so many of us read on the toilet throughout the 90s and early 2000s. I just had a horrible thought. Holy shit. That too. Basket case from the Oxford language. Mm-hmm. Noun, basket case, plural noun, basket cases, noun, basket case, plural noun, basket cases. A person or thing regarded as useless or unable to cope. Mm-hmm. Uh, origin, First World War, originally U.S. slang for denoting soldiers who lost all four limbs. Really? And thus were unable to move independently. So you put them in a basket. Okay, so with that in mind, <laughs> take the rest of these with, but I've, I've seen both. Um, so anyhow, long time. They put them in a litter or basket. So basket was another term for litter. Okay, litter, well, that makes you know, more sense. from World War II is yep. a stretcher, basically. Yep. Long time no see. What's wrong with long time no see? It's just old. Well, that's true. Anything old is bad, but. What's wrong with long time? No Except for see. the hipsters. The hipsters like old things. Well, let's start with the root of the phrase. Would you consider, would your English teachers consider long time no see proper grammar? No, it's English? horrible grammar. So where may a phrase such as long time no see come from? I would say somewhere out in the country. Close. The countries of countries. You might think a cute thing to say to someone you hadn't seen for a while actually derives from the greeting of Native Americans talking to early settlers. Non-Native English speakers or anyone new to the language will make these kind of errors in syntax. No can do is a similar phrase that's said to derive from Chinese broken English. Are you saying it's like how now, brown cow? Yes. Both are unkind phrases to use. That's While they're throwing phrase, out phrases probably. like this one, you can also chuck these grammar rules in the safe to ignore. This one kind of makes sense. Jip. To jip someone. You jipped me off? Yep. Spell that for me. G-Y-P. Oh, uh, gypsy. You're going to piss off some gypsies. You might say, you got gypped if you got ripped off. But the term is said to refer to gypsies. Do you like dags? I like dags. How is it that I'm about? I came here to look for a caravan. <laughs> In this sense, the term derives from stereotypical... Stereotyping this ethnic group as thieves and swindlers. Don't use it. Defraud, swindle, and cheat. Learn some surprising mm -hmm. words that you Unfortunately, use the sometimes if the shoe fits. Now, if we take rule number five out of the 12 to heart, sorry, Elvis, we're going to take away your gold medals and take the song down for the holiday season. You want to say hound dog? No. If you weren't aware that. Elvis sang the song. He didn't write it, but he sang it. You may be thinking it was a South Park original. 
another baby dies and another mother cries in the ghetto. In the ghetto. In the ghetto. That's right, experts find that the origins of the term ghetto to be particularly that would be mysterious. the Jewish areas in Germany. Ghettos were main dated locations for the ethnic segregation of Jews under Nazi regime during World War II. In America, the term became associated with poor areas with non-white residents. But I would have to say in the late 90s, early 2000s, it was adopted by all poor folk. Everything was ghetto if it was cheap. It had nothing to do with race at that point. Wait, wasn't there a phrase, the whole world's a ghetto? Mm-hmm. And okay. what was the big-ass radio we put on the shoulders? Ghetto blaster. Or a boombox. Now it's a bigoted term that gets tossed around to mean low class. Fun fact, not on this list. My daughter was surprised when she was watching TV. And the answer was Gucci. She snickered and laughed. Gucci. They said Gucci. I said, kid, Gucci is not a slang phrase for expensive the reason your generation uses Gucci as a slang term for expensive is because Gucci sells super expensive, ugly-ass clothes, to which she said, huh? I handed her my phone because, well, she no longer has one. And I said, Google Gucci, to which she, she starts seeing ten, fifteen thousand $15,000 pairs of ugly-ass shoes, and she said, these are ugly, and I said expensive, just like Yeezys, only reason people buy them. If Yeezys cost 38 bucks, no one would buy them. Anywho. This one you may know if you're a fan of the... comes from the guy who thinks Crocs look better than Yeezys. Well, Yeezys is the Croc of tennis shoes. Anyway. I only wear Crocs around the house to mow my grass, which is probably not the safest thing in the world, and went on kayak. Or maybe a okay. quick trip to the gas station, but I do not wear them to work. And I only have Crocs. I got knockoffs. You, you know you could buy Crocs for almost the same price as knockoffs now, right? No, knockoffs at Walmart are $9.98. Crocs are like 35 bucks. And mine did shrink in the sun. What size the shoes do you wear? The one thing I will not chintz on is footwear. What size shoes do you wear? My feet suck. Are you a 12 or 11 and a half? I'm a 12, motherfucker. I'm a, I'm a 10 and a half, believe it or not. I know. I don't know how you don't tip over with as tall as you are. Fucking crazy. Now, if you're a fan of the wonderful movie called Boondock Saints, you may be aware of this slang because they opened the movie with this. Rule of thumb. Are you familiar oh, with the rule of thumb? that comes from... They come from Catholic schools. There's a lot of controversy around the origins of this term. You know it to mean generally acceptable principles. You know it to mean a generally accepted principle, as in the rule of thumb of how to do this is to do this like this. Somebody gets their thumb broken. It's said to derive from laws in England and America dating back to the 1600s. The laws were said to have started, I'm sorry, have stated that a man could beat his wife with a stick that is no wider than his thumb. Hence the rule of thumb. Scholars have searched everywhere, but they can't find any precise proof of this origin. I think they got it from the people who wrote Boondock Saints, because that's what they talked about. But that doesn't mean that domestic violence isn't a problem. Learn more why you shouldn't beat on your wife. <laughs> this one is a little So crazy. we're not allowed to use any words that may come from something else, but has morphed into something else at all. Unless it's bruh, Gucci, <laughs> no, don't even do bra. Cap. <laughs> bra just sounds like the fucking jaws hanging open and it's like Cletus the slack jaw yokel. But now you, know, you know now you know how our parents felt when we were throwing dude around all the time. Yeah. Every time teenage Bruh Ninja Turtle. So oh, much worse. dude, tally tubular. <laughs> I like the walls and all tally tally too. 
Rod just sounds like there's nothing up there. This is a weird one. Grandfathered in. Once again, if you're just joining us live on YouTube or Facebook, we're going over the top 12 rules you can no longer say in the woke society, according to Reader's Digest. You're probably happy. You're probably happy if you get grandfathered into a clause on your cell phone plan for the extra value. The grandfather clause, not the shitty movie, but usually means you get the benefit of an early generation. However, the term originates with the practice of allowing voters in the South, I'm sorry, voters in Southern states, uh, easier voting conditions if they had grandparents, I'm sorry, grandpa, because grandma wasn't allowed to vote back then, had a grandpa who had voted before 1867. Guess who didn't have those relatives? Black voters because their grandpas were slaves. This term refers to an ugly, unfair history of voters discriminated uh, that continues today. So apparently that is the origins of the grandfather clause. But nobody knows these things, so why do they even matter? Because people like us talk about them on a podcast because we need subject matter. You should know this one, Gordon. The old paddy wagon. Where all the Irish would end up because they're drunk and fighting. This is a slang term used for the police van that picked up us up folks who got into got arrested. <clears throat> got into a row. Got into a Donnybrook. Paddy was the, a derogatory term for anyone who was Irish, enjoying on the stereotype that Irish are drunkards and hooligans. Paddy wagon. Well, you know, being that they're white, I'm sure there's actually a pass on that one. Paddy wagon refers to the Irish guys getting into trouble with the law. Ethnic stereotypes like this. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, stereotypes like all Irish people are drunkards aren't cool. Article that would consider Irish an ethnic group. That's a good point. Technically, you know it's where a Irish actually were originally settled by? Technically, it's a nationality. Oh. Right? They have their own culture, but yes. there were, a lot of them were settled by the Normans. Do you know who the Normans were? But let's say you. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Well, let's say you move, you and your wife moved to Mexico. You became expats. You had a child. Mm-hmm. Technically, that child would be Mexican, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not a race. It's a nationality. Correct. So at some point in our history, nationalities have gotten confused with race because people consider all people from a certain nationality to be a particular race when it's not the truth. Number nine, sold down the river. Sold no, that's got to be slave trade. If you say you're sold down the river, you mean that someone betrayed you. That isn't a very enlightened way to express that sentiment because it derives from the American history of slavery. Slaves were sold down the river as punishment um, where they were experienced harsher conditions and to be separated from their families and loved ones. Nothing compares to such dehumanizing anguish, so don't equate your suffering to that of slaves. Number 10, this is this is a good one because Stan Haney talked about this for longest time, hysterical. Why? And there used to be a cure for that or a prescription, so to say, back in the day for the ladies. Who got hysterical. The only way to cure mm-hmm. it was with a hysterectomy. Mm-hmm. The word hysterical. Or to take them out of hysterics, they would <clears throat> give them or prescribe them a personal massager. Mm-hmm. The word hysterical derives from the Greek word for uterus. It usually gets tossed around as a description for an emotional woman and feeds into the sexist stereotype that women are naturally crazy. Male doctors, 
Actually, they put male in Well, <laughs> is it a crazy. stereotype? No, it's not. Male doctors <laughs> had a bunch of weird ideas about the biology of women, and they used to rationalize sexist beliefs. These ideas are still have influence today, but when it comes to gender and unscientific advice from centuries ago, does it apply? If we're still living by the BMI index, then hysterical is here to stay. <laughs> I am sorry. What else do you call it? Do you just give it a new word because bitchiness? <laughs> well, it's more than that. It's everything's amped up in drama. Mm -hmm. For fucking a piece of paper on the floor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> moron. You moronic moron. Well, that's redundant. You tick turd. <laughs> in the early 20th century, moron was a term given to folks with a learning disability, such as myself. The term originates from the word meaning stupid. And he did claim to be smart earlier. In ancient Greek. websites. But according to the state of Ohio, I have a learning disability. You just learn it differently. The term originated as a word meaning too. stupid. In ancient Greek, once again with the Greeks, it's history is, history is cruel. So stay away from that. Fuck that. Use moron. We're still using moron. We got to hold on to some of these. Yeah, we got rid of retard, apparently. Uh, I never got the memo. There's two more that, left. But... We'll go through this quick. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. You know yeah, one? we know. Okay, we'll skip any of Yep. Imbecile. I'm going to say it has to go along with moron. Yeah, like an idiot. Oh, this one instead of the Greeks. This one goes, uh, this one's swinging towards the Latins. Uh, nah. Imbecile derives from the Latin term for weak. That is, it refers to just the type of people who need society's compassion. Oh, shut the fuck up, Reader's Digest. Have you guys always been this left-leaning? But anyhow, yeah, they don't want you to say imbecile either. So those are the words that you can't say. I want one word, two words I'd like to see on this list is readers and digest. I have one I want to add to what on there, and I'll say about this the other day. You ever seen the HBO series John Adams? I started watching it years ago. Didn't it have uh, Paul Giamatti in it? Yes. It also had the guy. You know who plays Sam Adams? The guy from season two and a half of Yellowstone that wanted to, you know, who was the bad guy, not the Native American with the gray hair dude. Oh, the guy who bitched about his bacon being cooked too much? Yeah. That's actually, yeah, yeah. his father's a super famous actor. Um, mm. But anyhow, he's you know, a, you know who plays uh, the chick with the gray hair, or the pink hair? You know who her dad was? Mm -mm. Michael Landon. Okay, that makes sense. Um, <clears throat> Boy, I saw the whole, did you see this week's episode? Yep. I, saw, I, I called the whole, as soon as he won governor, I said, okay, he's going to go pardon homegirl and yada, yada, yada. So, but anyhow. One that I think they should put on there. Out of the clink. Oh, those are two words I probably can't <laughs> use either. Moist. Uh, one of the things you should add on there. Nah, moist will never go away. I think episode one or episode two of John Adams. You it, want your cake moist or do you want it wet? Displays this in horrific great detail, and that is ridden out of town on a rail. Ugh. Ridden out, to be ridden out of town on a rail is a secondary act to the primary act. The reason you're ridden out of town on a rail is you can no longer move. They, in episode two... You ever seen how a pig is done? Not quite that bad. Um, episode two, they showed the Boston Tea Party. Mm -hmm. They showed the tax man who was collecting the money. They tarred him. Well, actually, they stripped him nude. Full frontal, HBO tarred him which burns off the skin dumped feathers on him to humiliate him and at that point because he's suffocating from the tar they put him on a railroad rail or tie and they carry him out of town to leave him outside of the town to die from his wound so to be ridden out on a town on a rail 
is because you've been tortured in such a fashion that you cannot move under your own power. So think of that next time it's seven. I'm going to write you. You need to be written out of town on a rail. That yeah. sounds like a death threat, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, I didn't load up your your news sounder. So, and now join us from the Digital 410 News Desk in Las Vegas, Nevada, Gordon Abernathy. Gordon, how are you doing tonight? Pretty good. It's interesting topics, and this is totally coincidental. First one is uh, Merriam-Webster's Word of the Year for 2022. Snatch Bandit. Gaslighting. Since we're talking about words today. I'm Behavior surprised. that. I'm surprised it wasn't a, a, uh, I thought 2021 would have been it. But. No, I thought it'd be tied with, uh, what's the other one that the being overly used? Oh, narcissist. He's a gaslighting mm. narcissist. What's the problem is, is everybody is a narcissist and, and then they blame other people for being narcissists and it's like, just a narcissist off. And everybody's gaslighting behavioral behavior. That is mine. That's mind manipulating, grossly misleading and downright deceitful. Mm is Merriam-Webster's word of the year. Look up the word in merriam-webster's.com has increased 1740% in the year 2022. Mm-hmm. It's because everybody's saying he's being gaslit. Well, it's it's a TikTok trend thing too, is so talk about your But something else cells. happened. There wasn't a single event that drove the significant spikes in curiosity as it usually goes with the cho- chosen word of the year. Because it's a TikTok trend. I don't think that many people watch it. Well, maybe. No. I don't think that many people would be willing to look up something that watch TikTok. Usually they just move on to the next no, video. No, because there's so many, there was a thing where these chicks would do videos about people who gaslit them, and they would say gaslight 38 times. And so these young kids are like, what the hell does gaslight mean? And then they'd go Google it, and here we are. I've and heard many I've of these videos. I've heard it growing up. Adam Carolla has used it forever, talking about him and his boys. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, but he's talking about lighting farts so- on fire. That's a completely different <clears throat> gaslighting. That's a fun one when you're a teenager. Yeah, before you, you have drunk uncle before you have hairy ass. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a game you want to play before you grow butt hair. Yeah. It's a word that has risen so quickly in the English language, and it's actually more well, I guess it is. It was two words smashed into one pretty much. Um, especially the last four years, it has actually come to surprise to me and many of us, according to Peter So. How many people do you think's on the payroll at the Merriam-Webster Library nowadays? I don't know, no, but he's the editor at large. I was gonna say they no longer are selling dictionaries. They have a single website. They probably, I guarantee, they went from like a thousand people on payroll down like four and a half. Well, it's Merriam-Webster's top definition for gaslighting is a psychological manipulation of a person, usually over an extended period of time, that causes the victim to question the validity of their own thoughts, perception of reality, and memories, or memories to typically lead to confusion, loss of confidence, and and self-esteem. And if you think about everything we've gone through through COVID, it definitely, you can see why the word's used, you know, depending on who you listen to, what the other side was gaslighting you, right? Mm -hmm. You didn't know. It's like, I feel like we're in another universe. This can't be our world. But how did that phrase get associated with that definition? Because to me, gaslighting means to light the pilot light on your fucking old school stove or your water heater. How did that phrase get associated with that definition? That is a good question, and I am trying to see I'll where Google it, it while you should come from. 
Ah, here it is. Despite the relatively recent prominence, including Gaslighter and the Chicks 2020 album featuring the re- resoundingly angry t- titular si- uh, signal, the word is, the was Dixie brought Chicks. to life more than 80 years ago with Gaslight, which was a 1938 play by one Patrick Hamilton. It birthed two film adaptions in the 1940s. One was George Kukler's Gaslight and in, in 1944 starring Ingrid Bergman as Paula Alquist and Charles Boyer as Greg Anton. The two married after the whirlwind romance. Gregory turned out to be a champion gaslighter among the instances he insisted her complaints were constant dimming of their London town house's gaslights is a figment of her own troubled mind and it wasn't so he's saying hey it's not turned down for what and he made her think yeah so you ever had a word or a phrase or a name you're trying to think of and all of a sudden 20 minutes later hits you yeah tonight that name is John Houston that's John Houston's son who played (laughs) on Yellowstone and John Adams so the top 10 It'll be a lot shorter and faster. Is Oligarch, Omicron, Codify, Queen's Consort, Raid, R A I D. Queen's Consort. Does it have anything to do with the Queen's Gambit? No, it probably had to do with the death of the Queen, huh? What Queen Charles's or what King Charles's wife Camilla is known uh, Camilla is known as I thought it was horse Sentient. <laughs> well, it's because the Queen died and then you got a King Charles and his Wife is now known as the consort because it wasn't Princess Di. What was the Cocker uh, Spaniel called before Charles was born? (laughs) I don't know. Cancel culture. L and to me, this is not a word. I'm sorry. It's an acronym. L G B T Q I A is the newest one. Can we make a rule that acronyms cannot get longer as time goes by? Actually, look like they shortened it. Because they were starting to lose their... their Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, or questioning, intersex, and asexual, aromantic, or agender. What the fuck is aromantic? And then Lomi, L-O-A-M-Y, which is Wordle users tried back in August, though the right word of the day was clown. So <laughs> they miss cl- Gary's that's play the what this whole that. thing is, is clown. I think the New York Times bought Wordle. And that's why no one plays it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And a story you may have already heard, and it goes back to common sense. Florida woman sues Velveeta maker over the cooking times. You may have heard this, or you may not have. It's because bitches like this is why they give you such big windows on your cooking times now. Pull and that's why they that put the disclaimer. I sent you today. On my phone or an email? Uh, actually, it's on Zoom. Oh, shit. That's a whole other computer. Uh, I know. Haley, Florida. H-I-A-L-E. Haley, Florida. Hialeah. Hialeah. Whatever. Haley. Seriously, Hialeah. My Leah, where's that at? Central Florida, I think. A Florida woman has ch- has filed, and it's funny, you got a Florida man and Florida woman. A Florida woman, and she is a Florida woman for this one, has filed, although it should have come out of California. A Florida woman has filed a lawsuit against the maker of Velveeta, alleging that the statement on the microwavable shells and cheese meal is misleading. 
If you're because buying microwavable cheese and shelves, you need to reevaluate your life if you're over 13. Because the product takes longer to cook than the 3.5 minutes claimed on the package. Yeah, we got now a microwave from 1994. Amanda Ramirez of Halia filed the class action lawsuit against Kraft Heinz earlier this month, according to a website that tracks such filings. Ramirez said, and this is why there's going to be more labels. Ramirez mm-hmm. says that she wouldn't have purchased this product <laughs> or paid as much if the preparation times were listed Bitch, correctly. The cup's 38 okay. cents. So number one, your time is that tight that three and a half minutes makes a deal. People are getting maybe fucking if lazy, you throw an man. extra 30 seconds on it. I can't see her mugshot anywhere. I'm just seeing number boxes. Number two, of oh, there she is. Holy cooking hell. times are affected by the wattage of your microwave. Yeah, it does which I'm sure is in there somewhere. The suit also alleges that Kraft Heinz sold the product at a higher prices because based on the cooking times. Oh bullshit! It's called a higher product. Maybe I mean it's still microwave. Actually, no, it's a lesser product. Have you? Yeah, I remember when I brought Katie down here. She just mm-hmm. graduated high. No, first I just brought her down here. She was still in school. Brought her down for summer, and she was like fourteen. Kids eat anything. I remember I took her. I was working on Dad's house. Took her over there. Melody gave her a box of this cup of Velveeta mark in this is a girl that came from a very destitute background before I got into her life she wasn't bougie by the least she couldn't even consume it that's how bad this shit is well the suit claims the three and a half minute claim on the package may lead customers to believe that it represents the total amount of time it takes to prepare the product including opening the package adding water and mixing in addition to cooking can we look at the back of that package and what does that show you I don't know. Uh, upper left hand side. Oh. I had to Google it. <clears throat> me, 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 me. No, the, the you couldn't was... pull it up on Zoom. Oh, no, you couldn't. Uh, it shows directions. Oh, One, oh, remove lid and cheese sauce from pouch. Two, add water and fill the line in cup. Three, microwaves on high for three and a half minutes. Do not drain. Do not drain and then stir, stir in the contents. If anything, so cooking, if, in my opinion, is anything you have heat on. Well, that and the fact that a real lawyer. First off, we need to de- disbar. This is such a joke. We need to disbar this lawyer. But a real lawyer would sue them for the fact that they're claiming that that shit is cheese because that's the real lawsuit. That is not oh, it's cheese. Velveeta. It's not cheese. That's real reconstituted bullshit. How come McDonald's can't sell milkshakes because there's no milk, but Velveeta can call that shit cheese? Well, because it has a cheese-like product in it. Well, a milkshake, a shake from... But I don't know what percentage it is. Probably the the minimum requirement to call that shit cheese. Anyway, yep. however, the ready in time is what is listed as. Ready in three and a half minutes is, is the length of the time to cook the product as marked on multiple packs of the product. Ramirez calls the claim deceptive advertising and demands Kraft Heinz informed customer that it'll take longer than that three and a half minutes she clearly cannot afford to prepare the meal. And she is also seeking how much in damages? $5 million. $5 million. This bitch was high on meth. And her, you know, you know how this whole thing came to be? 
because she got the one pack that fucking tab ripped off and she couldn't get that shit open with her fingers and had to find a fucking fork to get that goddamn foil off. It's so weird. The stories I pulled up today has fallen in line. The last one is, with a lot of the things we talked about, mayor says New York City will treat mentally ill even if they refuse. That's Didn't they outlaw that a few years ago, which is why we got so many mentally ill living on the street because they couldn't work on them without their approval? Well, and they got rid of a lot of the state hospitals throughout the country during the Reagan era. Yeah. <clears throat> According to AP out of New York, New York City's mayor on Tuesday said... Well, if you see that there. video, that fucking... Uh, well, what's his dick? Smash face, Nazis. Uh, talk show, Fox News now. Remember the guy's face smashed in by the skinhead? Got bros- Geraldo Rivera. One yeah. of the biggest pieces that broke his career is he got inside access to a horrible, fucking horrible hospital in New York City that was tasked with taking care of mentally handicapped children. And these kids were sitting in there fucking new. He snuck a camera in there and did like a, that made his career. And that's probably how all this shit got closed down because th- uh-huh. that one facility was so goddamn bad. I was watching up. They think they're all that way. Yeah. So, so New York City's mayor on Tuesday said uh, he will be directing police and city medics to be more aggressive about getting be severely mentally ill people off the streets and subways and into treatment, even if it means involuntary hospitalizations, some people who refuse care. Baker Act is what we call it here in Florida. And I think that's a good thing. Uh, these New Yorkers are hundreds and, and hundreds of others like them are in urgent need of treatment, yet often refuse when offered. Yep, that's pretty typical. Mayor Eric Adams uh, said in news conference noting that the pervasive problem of mental illness has long been out in the open. Thank God there is a mayor in a major city who says that isn't really blaming the housing problem yep. as much as uh, mental illness. You know, here in Florida, we call it Baker Act. California, they call it 5150. New York, we'll have to yeah, come up According to him, there's no more walking by or looking away. He said it is a moral obligation to act. The mayor's directives marked the latest attempt to re- ease the crisis decades in the making. It would get outreach workers, city hospitals, and first responders, including cops, uh, discretion to involuntarily hospitalize anyone they deem a danger to themselves or unable to care for themselves. The very nature of their illness keeps them from realizing they need intervention and support. Without that intervention, they remain lost and isolated from society, tormented by delusions and disordered thinking. The cycle They cycle in and out of hospitals and jails. Thank God. I'm not going to go further into the story. I mean, I think that's the way. Absolutely. To approach it, I'm sure there's going to be a turn somewhere in here where they say, well, well this ain't right, yeah. but uh, Gotta get it's this. housing, <clears throat> but no, I remember. absolutely, and I hope more states follow suit. I, I wish I could remember all the details, but this is on a Joe Quay podcast from like two or three years ago. There's a guy in there who's explaining to Joe in detail how states, cities, politicians, and special interest groups make millions of dollars off of, quote-unquote, projects to fix the homeless you sure it wasn't coley on the bar on joe rogan that made yes that's exactly what it was yeah he went into great detail talking about how yeah. he got started in this because he's a lawyer and 
He went down in great detail. Go back and watch it. Listen to Joe Rogan episode. He talks in great detail. These people are making six figures a year to solve this problem. Well, you solve the problem, you're out of a fucking oh, job. It was like four or five years ago. They covered it up, but the mayor of New York's wife was being investigated because she misplaced like $64 million that was allocated to go towards this exact fucking thing. And so some of these yeah. politicians and their spouses have been getting rich off of the stuff that's supposed to be helping people. Hopefully this, this guy's not just, you know, padding his future political career and hopefully he actually does something with it so but it, it well, remains that's it to be for the news next week we'll have all our sound effects back and that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the what's in your head podcast do us all a favor head over to d-410.com or what's in your head.com and um, click on the patreon link sign up and subscribe and more important go to youtube and just watch a few of our videos we're getting so close so fucking close we're almost there we're almost to the point the deadline the goalposts, they move it every day, but we're getting closer to catching up. It, and that'll go a long way to support the show. And uh, Mike was out today. He, he was on call. But uh, for myself and Gordon, we will talk to you all next week. And hopefully we'll have the rest of our sound effects. This has been a Digital 410 production. <laughs>